Austrian football is finally about to take a summer break, so sit back, relax and reflect on the 2018-2019 season with us here on the other Bundesliga. Yes, the other Bundesliga podcast is back after a lot of end-of-season football trips and plenty of match action enjoyed from across Europe. My name's Tom Midler and the full team, including Lee Wingate and Simon Clark, have rounded up the remainder of the action from the end of the Austrian Bundesliga season and had a look at how the teams are faring going into the summer break. We've even got a special guest on later to talk about the national team and their efforts as well. But for now, it's back to the Bundesliga and we'll start with Lee Wingate, fresh from his appearance on the legendary Totally Football podcast. Check that out if you want to hear about the Nations League finals. Before that, though, here's his take on the Austrian League and Cup champions, Red Bull Salzburg and the stuttering Sankt Pölten. Red Bull Salzburg bid farewell to the departing Marco Rosa, Munas Dabur, Hannes Wolf, Frederick Gulbranson and Christoph Leitgeb with a thumping 7-0 victory over a hapless St. Pölten side on Sunday. It was the biggest win recorded by any club in the Austrian Bundesliga this season, surpassing Wolfsburg's 6-0 thrashing of Mattersburg on matchday 4, and threw into sharp relief the gulf in quality between the team's top and bottom of the championship round. The first goal of the afternoon came when Dabur slotted home a corner from Andreas Ulmer, who was making his 300th Bundesliga appearance with an excellent free-kick from centre-back Albert Valci making it 2-0 before the break. Dabur added a third two minutes after the restart, before Gulbranson joined in the action, slotting into an empty net to make it four. Hannes Wolf then bagged a brace either side of a Jerome Ongonet goal to condemn the visitors to a fifth successive league defeat. The win means the Red Bulls finished the campaign 12 points clear of closest rivals Lask, and did not lose a single home game in any competition in Marco Rosa's two seasons in charge. Meanwhile, Sevilla-bound forward Dabur finished the season as the league's top scorer with 20 goals, seven more than nearest challenger Jao Victor of Lask. St. Pölten, by contrast, are in freefall, and it is hard to envisage Ranko Popovic extending what has so far been a disastrous tenure beyond the summer. Since replacing Didi Kubauer on the 10th of October last year, the constantly smiling Serb has won just three of his 22 games in charge, drawing six and losing 13. Anything other than a hasty exit would come as a major surprise. Thanks for that report, Lee. Dire form for St. Pölten, who were basically saved from relegation by that mid-season split that was introduced this year. And uh, Red Bull Salzburg, quite the opposite for them, of course. Their new manager, Jesse Marsh, has officially arrived at the club now. Check out our back catalogue for an episode a few weeks ago with a lot more about the man in charge of the champions. It's time to move on now. We'll go down to the runners-up, Lask. They finished off the season at home to Austria-Vienna. It was a time for some emotional goodbyes as Lask took on Austria at the TGV Arena in Pasching. Much-heralded coach Oliver Glasner and top scorer Joao Victor, of course, departing for Wolfsburg in the German Bundesliga in the off-season. The farewell party didn't start according to plan, though, for Lask. A sumptuous long-range volley from Uros Matic giving Austria an early lead and at half-time the Violets were looking good to claim that all-important third place and a spot in the Europa League group stages that goes with it. That feeling didn't last in the second half though as Samuel Tete clipped in an equaliser from a delightful Peter Michel layup. That's good practice for Tete as he's got big boots to fill next year with no victor around. 
so when he added a second a few minutes later, the Lask fans were unsurprisingly elated. Winter signing Joao Klaus played a role in that goal, and he hit the bar himself later as his impact at Lask continues to grow. As well as that, Florian Jamnig stretched the lead with his first goal. Christoph Monschein, regularly one of Austria's better performers this season, pulled a goal back with a deflected shot late on. But there was still time for Joao Victor to bundle home across for a parting gift that he looked delighted to have scored. He finishes second with 13 goals this season. A new arrival from Blauweiss Linz, Stefan Haudem, even managed to add a fifth in injury time with a neat left-footed finish to cap off a tremendous season overall for Lask. Austria-Vienna had Maximilian Sachs sent off late on for a reckless challenge indicative of a horrible lack of discipline at the club. Trainer Robert Ibertsberger has steered the ship well enough in recent months, but Christian Ilzer, the manager coming in from Wolfsberger, must get that sorted with another tough season of Europa League qualifiers ahead for Austria. He says he's excited by the squad's potential, but the key to unlocking that has been missing for most of this unhappy season for Austria. The impact of this highly rated young coach will be watched very closely going forward, but his move to the capital will see a big pressure increase as well. Valerian Ishmael comes in to take the reins for Lask next year, with the club deservedly in the Champions League qualifying rounds. The likes of Porto, Dinamo Kiev or PSV Eindhoven could await them there, so the backup option of a direct Europa League group stage place must be of some relief for realistic fans. Coping without their star striker will surely be tough next year, but they could lose more players over the summer perhaps. Peter Michel claimed the league high in assists for this season, Left-back Ullmann was also a key figure and he's expressed a desire to leave to go to a bigger league. Ismail has already seen midfielder Valentino Müller brought in from Altach, the 20-year-old already with 40 Bundesliga appearances under his belt. We await the Champions League and Europa League qualification draws for both of these sides with bated breath. Joao Victor actually isn't the only ex-Lask player heading for Wolfsburg in Germany, by the way. Another ex-Lask Brazilian, Paulo Otavio, has joined Glasner's new side from Ingolstadt after his partner accidentally put a picture on Instagram which featured home-baked Wolfsburg cakes. That gave the game away somewhat. Um, it is official now, though. Paulo Otavio will be joining them at Wolfsburg. On to the other side of that battle for the all-important Europa League spots. Here's Simon's report on Wolfsburger the Austrian Wolfsberger, that is, versus Sturm Graz. The prize was very clear for Wolfsberger. A victory, and they would secure their place in the group stage of next season's Europa League for the first time ever. With the potential to play giants of European football, such as Manchester United and AC Milan. However, Sturm were in a battle to snatch a potential fourth place and a Europa League qualifying round berth from Austria-Vienna. And in front of a massive crowd of over 6,000 in Corinthia, it was all going wrong for the hosts, as Michael Lehmer drilled in from distance to put Sturm ahead after 11 minutes. And only smart goalkeeping from Alexander Koffler kept it at 1-0 as the Grazers peppered his goal with numerous attempts. With 12 minutes to go and tension rising, Marcel Ritzmauer played the ball across the middle of the box to find Michael Leander at the back post. Leandl fired at goal and a hapless Lucas Spendelhofer couldn't help but put the ball into his own net for the equaliser. With Austria-Vienna losing at Lask, the Corinthians' place was all but confirmed when a phenomenal through ball from Romano Schmidt in Saseku Koita's path in stoppage time saw the Malian striker cheekily chip Steven Handel to secure the victory to seal a historic third place in manager Christian Ilter's final game in charge, as well as the Europa League group spot. For Sturmgratz, they have to settle for a Europa League playoff doubleheader against either Rapid Vienna or Mattersburg to come. 
Yes, indeed. And we'll look at those playoffs and how they panned out in just a moment. But first off, let's wrap things up with Wolfsburg. Gerhard Struber has come in to replace Christian Ilzer as their coach. The 42-year-old went through the coaching academy at Red Bull Salzburg and he has managed a satellite team Liefering as well. He'll be in charge for Wolfsburg's first ever European group stage campaign. The bad news for them, though, is that those games will be played in Graz now as their home ground is not up to scratch and the beautiful Wörthersee-Stadion down the road has an art installation with trees in it for September and October, which in hindsight was poorly planned from a football point of view. Let's look now down to the bottom six in the Bundesliga and to the relegation battle more specifically, and it's straight back to Simon for his take on Hartberg against Admira. Prior to kickoff, it was an easy equation for Hartberg. If they won the game, they would remain in the Bundesliga for a second season. And they did exactly that with a convincing 3-1 victory over an Admiravaka Mudling side who had secured their safety the previous weekend. There were plenty of nerves, however, at the Pro Fertil Arena early, as Patrick Smith had a chance for the visitors. However, these nerves were partly laid to rest when striker Dario Tadic opened the scoring after a lovely assist from Florian Flecker. On the hour mark, it was the Bosnian striker once again who rose highest above the Admiral defence for a looping near-post header from an excellent Michael Blaunsteiner cross. The Pro Fertil Arena was in party mode as the game went into stoppage time and Krajimer Kovacevic scored in a third consecutive game to make it 3-0 although Shinan Bakish had the final word for Admira with a goal practically on the final whistle. In the end, 3-1, it was job done for Hartberg, who has surprised many a pundit to add a second season in Austria's top flight. Now, we covered Admira and their battle for survival on our last episode, so check that out for interviews with some of their key players. For Hartberg, that result meant that they stayed up too, uh, which was bad news, of course, for Wacker Innsbruck. They took on Mattersburg on the final day. Wacker Innsbruck went into the last game of the season knowing that if they were to have any chance of remaining in the division, they needed to beat Mattersburg and hope Admiral would take points off Hartberg. The men from Tyrol started brightly, with youngster Matthias Taferna scoring after six minutes and setting up Slatko Dedic for the second five minutes later. Two more goals from Stefan Moisburger and Alexander Grundler followed as the hosts ground out an unexpectedly one-sided 4-0 victory, but they were cruelly relegated anyway due to Hartberg's 3-1 win over already safe Admiral Wacker. Wacker Innsbruck must now prepare for life in the second tier, but they will take confidence from the fact that they've gained promotion to the Bundesliga twice over the past decade. They will be replaced in the top flight by VSG Vatten's Mattersburg, meanwhile, have finished the campaign in 8th and qualified for the internal playoff. They face Rapid Vienna on Tuesday the 28th of May, with the winner of that match taking on 5th place Sturm Graz in a two-legged tie for a place in the Europa League. Recent form doesn't bode well for the Burgenlanders, who have lost 3 of their last 4 matches, but they can take optimism from the fact that their one win during that time came against Rapid, whom they beat 1-0 on matchday 31. Over now to their playoff challengers then, Rapid. They took on Altach on match day 32 to round off their regular season. Rapid Vienna were the other side to have their place in the internal Europa League playoff confirmed already, and they also suffered a final day defeat, going down 2-1 at home to Altach. 
It was something of a B team that lined up for Rapid, it must be said, but they weren't strong enough to prevent Mergin Berisha from winning a free kick on the edge of the area and scoring the resulting set piece after a little layoff routine. Manfred Fischer doubled the lead for the Vorarlberg side with a crisp low drive into the bottom corner, although there was an offside infringement missed in the build-up. All in all, this was a classic end-of-the-year encounter with plenty of debuts and new players getting some minutes under their belts. Altac goalkeeper Durakovic was one such player and he endured a mixed debut, giving away a penalty, then saving it, but then watching on as Andrea Pavlovic steered home the rebound for Rapid. Altac left Vienna victorious in the end. They finished safely away from the relegation battle, something which looked highly unlikely back in winter, and they've enjoyed a solid upturn in form under new manager Alex Pasteur. So their risk that they took there looks to have paid off. They can regroup in summer and they'll be aiming for higher ground next season. They'll surely have their sights set on the top six. For Rapid, it was a low-key end to a roller coaster of a season. One cup final, the knockout stages of the Europa League, and yet dismal inconsistency in the Bundesliga, which left them mired in the bottom six rounds. In the end, their season will be judged as rescued if they can clinch that final spot in Europe through the playoff. Much soul-searching will have to be done for the nation's heavyweight side if they have to endure a season without European football next year, though. Since that game, Altach have snapped up defender Matthias Mack on a free transfer from Innsbruck. He was one of their better players this year, so that's a good signing for them. And Cameroon international Franz Pongop. He joins after leaving MLS side Minnesota United as well. On then to the internal Europa League playoffs. Both sides were heading into the first round with defeats and Sturm awaiting in the final also were coming in defeated so there wasn't much momentum to speak of. Here's how those playoffs went. So the Austrian football season dragged on to this new internal Europa League qualification playoff, with Rapid Vienna facing Mattersburg in a one-off match, the winner of that to face fifth-placed SK Sturm over two legs. Rapid secured home advantage by winning their bottom six group of the Bundesliga, and they took full advantage of that, killing off the tie against Mattersburg with a clever corner routine, making space for Christoph Knassmüller to give them the lead after just eight minutes. A lovely passing move released winter arrival Aliou Baji to double that lead just five minutes later. And for that first round, that was just about that. Moving on to the final of the playoff then, it was Rapid Vienna who took on Sturm Graz in what was, make no mistake about it, a rescue job for both of these two sides, both with far loftier ambitions over the course of the season. The prospect of another year without European football was enough to make the opening hour a stagnant affair, but Thomas Murg's lovely whipped-in ball from the left found Rapid captain Stefan Schwab, who slotted home well for 1-0. Aliou Baji looked dangerous again, and it took a strong intervention from Sturmkeeper Jörg Siedenhandel to keep the Grazers in touch. Their reward came just moments later, in a passage of play that made grim viewing for youngster Leo Kreimel. The 17-year-old was stepping up to make his top-level debut for Rapid, with both Hoffman and Barach injured at the back, and his clumsy foul led to Jakob Jansche levelling the tie with an emphatic penalty. And just a few moments later, a Sturm corner was bundled into the net off Grimel for an own goal. Legs got tired after that and the game ended 2-1 to Sturm with two potentially vital away goals to take into the second leg. That second leg in Graz was to add plenty of controversy but not much happiness or satisfaction for either side. A late first half own goal gave Rapid the lead on the day, defender Lukas Spendelhofer flicking across badly past his own goalkeeper with his shoulder. Rapid still pushed on, being behind, of course, on away goals, and the chances did start to come for them in the second half. A Stefan Schwab strike struck Sturm attacker Emeka Friday easy on the arm at one point, 
it was almost a save from the striker who pushed the ball over the bar with his forearm. Now, by 2019 season standards, Rapide had every right to feel that that was a penalty and probably even a red card. But referee Robert Schurgenhofer and his team saw nothing wrong. It was that man Emeka Easy again who had the chance later on to bury the tie for Sturm. But after receiving an inch-perfect cross, he somehow failed to find the net from about a metre out, giving Rapide keeper Richard Strebinger just enough time to get back across and make a brilliant stop. But in the end, it was Sturm who held on despite the 1-0 home defeat. They won on away goals and salvaged their season in some measure, although they were still booed off after a terrible display. Their own fans even showing a rare display of affection for Rapide fans, both having suffered so much over this campaign, of course. The Roman Melich honeymoon at Sturm is long over and what hope they can have for an early start in the Europa League qualifiers is difficult to imagine, especially given their horror show from the start of this year, which included a hammering from Minnow's AEK Larnaca. For Rapide, the season will go down as a disaster now, despite probably being the better side over the playoffs. It was just a few minutes of madness that cost them in the end and a big refereeing call too. But the fact is, they just cannot seem to get things together. Perhaps a season without European football could actually end up benefiting them in the long run. It's hard to say. There's plenty of work still for coach Didi Kubau in any case if he wants to return some form of happiness to Hildorf. So that was that. The end of the Austrian Bundesliga season. Finally, after a whopping 35 rounds, Sturm parted ways with coach Roman Melich after that playoff win. The ex-Sturm player lasting just seven months in charge there. Nestor El Maestro has been brought in to replace him, famous on this pod already, mostly for changing his surname to El Maestro. He did take Spartak Trnava to their first Slovakian title in over 40 years back in 2018 though, and he was the manager at CSKA Sofia last season in Bulgaria. Sturm are yet another Austrian side who need massive improvements if they're going to challenge at the top again next season. So it really looks like changes all round in the Bundesliga really. Although it should be noted that Marcus Schopp is staying at Hartberg, finally someone's staying, and uh, a team who are happy with their efforts this year. We'll keep you up to date throughout the summer on our Twitter page. Find us at Other Bundesliga, of course, if you haven't already. And we'll be back with more podcasting once the Europa League qualifying draws and the Austrian Cup first round gets underway. For now, let's say farewell for the summer with a look at how the national team went into their summer break. Off the back of a terrible start to the campaign, losing to Poland and then to Israel, this international doubleheader was huge. And in all honesty, Franco Foda's team got the job done. First up, it was Slovenia at the Stadion in Carinthia, and it looked like the same old story for Austria, to be honest. Sabitza and Schlager missed huge chances in the first half. Remember, the early stages against Poland and against Israel, Austria were also extremely wasteful in those games. So it was huge that Slovenian keeper Jan Oblak amongst the best in the world, was beaten late on after a deft turn from Marko Arnautovic. His shot was followed up well by the quick-thinking Guido Bergstaller from Schalke. That secured a vital 1-0 win and three points to get the campaign kick-started. Honestly, nothing else would have done for Austria. And the same went for the ÖFB team when they flew to North Macedonia for their game in Skopje. And after falling behind, they came out flying in the end with a 4-1 win and another big three points. We spoke to Macedonian football expert Alexander Zlateski, who had this analysis of that match. Hello guys, this is Alexander from Macedonian Football. You guys had asked me my thoughts on Monday's game between Macedonia and Austria, and where do I start? 
Austria was the fully dominant team. It started from the first minute and it lasted until the final whistle. The first big chance came 30 seconds in. I mean, that kind of set the tone. Arnutovic had that big chance early. He ended up missing, but still. I mean, it basically was a warning sign that Austria is going to be trouble all game, and that's exactly what it turned out to be. I was very surprised by our side. I mean, it was totally unexpected, and there were no indications that we were going to play that badly. I mean, when you look at the form coming in, we were in good form. When you look at our start in this qualifications group, we had beaten Latvia decisively. Then we drew at Slovenia, a very good result. Then we played Poland very tough. Unlucky loss, but we played them tough. So then coming into the Austria game, optimism was high. The team was feeling good, and every expectation was that it was going to be a competitive game. If you look at the odds, Austria was a narrow favorite. I mean, it wasn't like Austria was a big favorite. They were a narrow favorite, which should have been the case. They have good players. They have a much better team on paper. And on the field, they proved that. For me, the the players from Austria that stood out the most were obviously Arnutovic, who had the two goals. He could have had four if he didn't miss so many quality looks. But also the two wingers, Lazaro and Sabitzer, were very good. I thought all the midfielders were solid. Ilsanker was just an absolute wall. He was just disrupting play and just making so many good sliding challenges. So Ilsanker was probably the unsung hero, the most underrated player in the game. But I thought Liner and Limer were very good. Hinteregger was very good. Frankly, the only guy who looked a little shaky and nervous was the goalkeeper, Lindner, who made that mistake that led to the own goal. But otherwise, everybody else looked good and played very well. As for our side, like I said, very disappointing. That was not the Macedonia that I know. We have been in good form for the past few years. We've played some very good teams. I mean, over the past couple of years, we've played Italy, we've played Spain, and nobody has dominated us the way Austria did. So that was very impressive. I mean, I can say from the four teams that we have played in the group thus far, we've played Latvia, Slovenia, Poland, and Austria. The only team we haven't played yet is Israel. I can say Austria was the most impressive team we've played. They were very superior physically. I mean, you can see that very clearly. At the hour mark, our players just looked absolutely spent. They had nothing left. Austria was still just running all over the place. They had a lot of energy. So the difference in terms of physicality and fitness-wise was evident. And I was very impressed with Austria. So those were my thoughts on the game. Austria fully deserved the win. And when it's all said and done, I do expect Austria to finish second. Poland right now is going to finish first, no question about it, with their start. So I do expect when it's all said and done, Poland and Austria will be the top two teams in this group when you look at the remaining schedule. So very impressed with Austria and thank you guys for having me. All my best to you. Thank you for joining us, Alexander, and thanks for that input. Check out his work over at Macedonian Football on Twitter. A really good page in English there. So in all... It was a very hopeful end to this international round of games for Austria, actually. A dominant performance and a few goals might have given the strikers a bit more confidence. Um, The chance conversion has been a dominant theme throughout this campaign, so that was really badly needed. But could that have been a turning point? Has Franco Foda now found a more attacking style with a bit more fluid wing play, which is both better to watch for the fans and actually gets results? We certainly hope so, and we certainly hope that can really kickstart an exciting future for this uh, young Austria squad going forward. We'll leave things at that for this international roundup. We've rounded up the Bundesliga already. There's plenty of Women's World Cup and Euro Under-21 action coming up this summer. Austria, of course, involved there as well, so there's still loads to keep an eye out for as an Austrian football fan. 
all we want to say now really is thank you so much for keeping an ear out for us this season. We've really enjoyed watching the stats as so many listeners have popped up, not just in Austria or in the UK where we're from, but really from all over the world. So a special shout out to you if you're listening from overseas and trying to learn a bit more about the Austrian game. Thanks also to our massive list of amazing contributors from around the wider world of football. So many great people have helped us out this season and uh, and given great input to the pod. So thanks a lot for that. And also, of course, to all the players and managers who we've managed to speak to this year. Really nice to have such a good communication and such good relationships with the clubs here in Austria. We can't wait to get back to the stadia and we also cannot wait to get back into the studio for next season of the other Bundesliga. From me, Tom, from Lee and Simon as well, it's goodbye for season one of the other Bundesliga podcast. We hope you'll join us on season two. If you've enjoyed this episode, tweet us at other Bundesliga and let us know what you want to hear in future episodes. All music on the other Bundesliga appears courtesy of Gabriel Geber at Tongeber Studios. For something completely different, why not check out The Amelia Project, an audio fiction podcast co-produced in Vienna.